Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of Impact, How to Live Kindly in a World Gone Mad. If this podcast proves successful, you may even end up with a few seconds of guitar music playing over that sentence in the future. For now, let's keep it simple and have our fingers crossed for generic music to come. Thank you for tuning in to the very first episode of this podcast. I am Rachel and I have a cold, so please forgive my croaky voice but I just couldn't wait to get on with making this podcast. I am a full-time, low-impact traveller. What does that mean? Well, when asked the question, when is your trip over, when are you going home, the answers are, the trip is indefinite, I'm already home. I travel by hitchhike, buses, trains, volunteering, seasonal work, and my partner is currently converting a transit van into our new home, with a solar power shower and all. More about my weird and wonderful lifestyle in another episode. Whilst I'm travelling, I do my best to be considerate to the planet, to the people and to the animals in it. From my diet, to going flight-free, recycling, upcycling, reducing my impact, it's a learning process and there's always room to improve. But I aim to live as kindly and compassionately as I possibly can, without sacrificing my freedom or happiness. So... What is impact all about? The world can seem like a scary place sometimes. From climate change to plastic pollution, to mass extinctions, terrorism, nuclear warfare, mutating viruses, the list goes on and on. If you're anything like me, the endless bombardment of documentaries, news reports and viral social media posts can make you feel like the world is crashing down before you and there's nothing you can do. However, the truth is so much brighter than that. In this podcast, I hope to challenge that feeling, to tell the existential despair to move out the way and let you get on with making the world a better place. Take it from the fabulous Dr Jane Goodall, a British anthropologist and primatologist, in fact the world's leading authority on chimpanzees. Jane is famous for decades of work protecting, freeing and helping chimpanzees all over the world. She says... I like to envision the whole world as a jigsaw puzzle. If you look at the whole picture, it is overwhelming and terrifying. But if you work on your little part of the jigsaw and know that people all over the world are working on their little bits, that's what will give you hope. So, without judgment or drama or overcomplicated science, Impact Podcast will give you some information and advice on various global issues to help you live more kindly to yourself, to other people, to animals and to the planet. I promise to finish each podcast with a piece of good news because, unfortunately, newspapers don't sell copies by telling you everything's going to be okay. Sure, there are a lot of things we can do to make the world a better place. There is suffering, there is inequality, there's injustice, destruction, but there's also an awful lot of good. There are people right now doing wonderful, innovative things to promote peace and justice for the climate, for animals and for human society. The podcast will be released once a week and if you like what you're hearing, please do subscribe. You can do this on impactpodcast.blog. In this episode of Impact, I will be discussing my family's decision to do our first ethical Christmas. Yes, I know we aren't even in December yet, but I feel by opening up the discussion now, I'll give you a chance to include some of these ideas into your festive period before you're hysterically running up and down the aisles of Tesco's and battering hordes of panic-stricken last-minute shoppers out of the way with those oversized boxes of Jaffa cakes. I have to say, 
My life has changed considerably in the last year. Last Christmas, I was a recent graduate from the University of Leeds, wondering what on earth I was going to do with my life. It had been an intense few years, falling in and out of love, cramming in the library, dancing in glittery converse. I seemed to intermittently make great leaps forward and monumental cock-ups. I moved back home and took up residence in my childhood bedroom alongside my dusty teddy bears, feeling totally gobsmacked that the last few years had slipped by and done a runner without so much as a warning. I dabbled in a few low-pay, low-skill jobs that didn't help me feel any less restless, before deciding to set off for a long-term adventure with no plans and just a few hundred quid in the bank. Fast forward a year and I live a totally nomadic lifestyle. I honestly don't know where I'm going to be or what I'm going to be doing from one day to the next. I've worked with horses in Spain, in France and in Germany. I've spent three months hitchhiking and living in a tent in Scotland. I've explored mountains in Ireland, joined the wine harvest on the Rhine, accidentally visited a nude sauna... My priorities have shifted alongside my change in lifestyle and I'm very grateful to have a family that understand that. So, when I called home a few weeks ago and said I'd like to change Christmas a bit this year, my family got it. We have decided to try and make our family Christmas as environmentally, socially and ethically friendly as possible. I wonder if your family could try out some of these ideas too. First off, presents. Presents are great. For me, giving them is just as exciting as receiving them, and I think that's the same for most people. Searching for the perfect gift to show your appreciation and understanding of a loved one is really lovely. However, most of us have already got everything we could possibly need. Honestly, can we really say that by the time Christmas rolls around that we're missing anything that would make us happier or healthier? The answer is most likely no, because as much as it pains me to say it, that existential dread in the pit of our stomach can't actually be filled with stuff, even if that stuff is covered in sequins. So, if we still want to enjoy sharing gifts, but recognise that we already have an awful lot of junk, what can we do to make a compromise? Firstly, we can reduce the number of gifts we buy. A couple of thoughtful and lovely presents are just as lovely before we've thought, oh shit, what if he spent more money on me, and indulged in a bit of panic buying to pad out the lot. A good acid test for any gifts that you're buying is to ask yourself these three questions. Do they really need this? Will they really use this? Is there a kinder alternative? Kinder alternatives can be a range of different things. It could just mean you're buying it second hand, so you're not putting extra pressure on the planet's resources. It could be from a plastic-free producer, from a company that invests in social projects, from a vegan or a pollutant-free company. You could buy recycled gifts, like scarves made from plastic bottles or notebooks from recycled paper. The options really are endless, so rather than making a list of places to go and buy from, I can just suggest stopping, pausing and thinking about how you can make a kinder swap. You could also do a secret Santa. If you've got a large friendship group, all of you could just decide to give and receive one nicer, better quality gift instead of handing out 11 tacky things that no one really wanted anyway. I'm sure my lovely supportive family will be listening to this, so I don't want to ruin any surprises. However, I have gone homemade this year. I don't have a lot of money and I don't want to waste the Earth's resources, so I've been knitting, sewing, painting and even having a largely unsuccessful bash at DIY. We've all agreed we're happy to receive second-hand clothes and books and to try and buy from fair trade and charitable shops wherever possible. 
You can buy toiletries that aren't tested on animals or don't include harsh chemicals. I really like Lush products because they're all plant-based, cruelty-free and they smell really great. I'm not being commissioned, I'm honestly just a big fan. I used their shampoo and conditioners bars when I had to bathe in rivers and lakes for a few months in Scotland because the natural ingredients didn't contaminate water sources. I also buy my friends things like menstrual cups, beeswax wraps, reusable coffee cups and any other products that help them cut down on waste. It may not be so glamorous as a gift, but my friends really appreciate the chance to be a little more gentle with the planet. Another way to avoid buying unnecessary stuff is to have a gift amnesty. Talk to your friend or partner and agree that instead of buying each other more stuff, you'll save the money and go and do something fun like have dinner together or go for a nice walk with some mulled wine. You don't have to spend money or give each other things in order to show your appreciation and there is no better gift you can give your loved one than your time. In terms of Christmas cards, there are ways to make sending those loving greetings extra gentle to the planet as well. You can choose to buy cards that donate proceeds to charity. You can send emails instead or pop up a Facebook status explaining you aren't sending cards because you're donating the money you would have spent to charity. That saves trees and supports a charity, double whammy. Parents could help their children make happy Christmas posters to stick up in the classroom, wishing all the children a happy Christmas and explaining that the child is donating some money to charity this year instead of doing individual cards. I really like that idea because making the poster could be a fun family activity and it would give the children a sense of pride for doing something to help the planet. Now, let's talk wrapping. I'm sorry, but is it not utterly bonkers that we buy wrapping paper with the sole intention of ripping it off and putting it in the bin? I agree that unwrapping gifts is fun, so why not use old newspaper and string instead of glittery paper and sellotape, both of which are using unnecessary plastic? You can then reuse the newspaper again for crafts like paper mache or to start the log burners for a cosy Christmas Day fire. According to The Independent, the nation is going to get through 40 million rolls of sticky tape and bin almost 100 million black bags full of packaging from toys and gifts this Christmas. You can cut down on packaging substantially by buying gifts in shops or markets instead of going online. Wherever possible, buy local. I'm sure there are plenty of small businesses around you that would really appreciate the custom, keeping money in the local community and not just lining the pocket of a wealthy few. What's more, the gifts are much more likely to be original and a bit quirky this way, instead of just getting the same thing again and again across the country. Personally, I don't eat meat. That's a decision I made for the planet, and also out of respect for animals. I'm not suggesting that everyone has to go veggie this Christmas, but I wonder if you could consider cutting down a bit on how much meat you buy. We've made a compromise in my family now. We used to have a stupid amount of meat on the table. Beef and ham and chicken and goose... It was just so unnecessary. So, now, considering there's four veggies and four meat eaters at the Christmas table, we take a meat option and a veggie option. And then just loads of potatoes, veggies, gravy, pudding. It's this kind of compromise and moderation that can keep everyone happy and reduce the impact of your Christmas day. Sure, I'd rather there was no meat on the table, but I also respect that everybody is different and I want everyone to feel comfortable and happy. Whilst on the topic of dinner time, I have a request for listeners. I'd like to replace Christmas crackers for something less wasteful. I love having crackers on the table to pull with the family, but my God, they are filled with bits of tat. Plastic little hairbrushes the size of your thumb or giant pink paper clips. Do any of you have an idea of how we could swap crackers for something alternative? Please leave a comment if you do. 
We've talked quite a lot about reducing waste and our ecological footprint, but there are also things we can do to try and more directly support less fortunate people around Christmas time. The homeless charity Crisis runs a Christmas appeal each year. A very specific donation of £28.87 can reserve a place for a homeless person at a Christmas centre this year, where they receive warmth, specialist advice, hot food and company. These facilities support homeless people to access the training and resources they need to get off the streets for good. You can make a donation at crisis.org.uk or you can choose to volunteer your time in a Christmas centre this year. I hope that you've enjoyed these ideas and that you have been a little inspired by a couple of the tips. If you have anything you'd like to contribute, please do comment and let me know so we can get this conversation going. You can subscribe to the podcast at impactpodcast.blog or you can like the Impact Podcast Facebook page where I will share lots of exciting ideas, recipes and articles that might be of interest to you. Before I go, I promise to share some good news at the end of each podcast episode. So, this week's news is brought to us by Global Citizen. Joe McCarthy reported this year that the rhino population has surged 1,000% in Tanzania following a poaching crackdown. According to McCarthy, there were only 15 rhinos roaming Tanzania in 2015. Today, there are 167 of the endangered animals, an increase of more than 1,000%. While rhinos are still critically endangered in the country, a shift in government policy to actively protect the animals suggests that their numbers could continue to rise in the years ahead. Elephants have similarly benefited from enhanced government protection, and as a result of a specialist task force launched in 2016 to fight wildlife poaching, elephant populations have increased from 43,330 in 2014 to over 60,000 presently. To put that in context, that's about a 20,000 increase in five years. So, thank you for listening through to the end of my first ever podcast. I really appreciate your time and hope to share some more ideas with you next week in the upcoming episode going flight free. Keep doing your little piece of the jigsaw puzzle, but remember the world is a beautiful place where an awful lot of good is happening.